Welcome back. So, making use of this occasion, do some formal meditation exercises, and just to once again frame it. When the Buddha used the word meditation or meditate, he used the word jhana, meditation or jayati to meditate. And uh, this is a term that carries some weight to it, one way or another. People feel they can't do it. Um, partly because um, the word is kind of skewed a little from the way it's used in the suttas to something which it requires a considerable act of willpower and focus upon uh, very subtle meditation objects, such as internal lights in the mind. Although that's something that one could do. It's not alluded to in the suttas as something the Buddha taught and recommended. And he did say that was jhana could be something you can cultivate standing, sitting, reclining, walking up and down. He said, I can do this standing, sitting, walking up and down, and I can experience the happiness and the good results from that. So this is clearly not a... He's not talking about, you can't walk up and down, oblivious to your body. <laughs> I mean, if you ever have done, you've probably had one too many drinks or something, had an accident. <laughs> so... And the suttas is always described as a very fully and happily embodied state. Uh, and the process of jhana or jayati, term jayati to, to meditate, is one of really getting involved with the roots of the mind, penetrating the roots of mental behavior. And the fundamental, we've already been doing it actually, <laughs> uh, is to settle, which is what samadhi means to settle, means to clear irrelevant, purposeless, distracting influences so the mind becomes unified in its purpose. It's called ekagata. Then it's settled. Okay, this is what we're doing. I'm all here. Uh, and then that deepens through the process of um, deconstructing um, phenomena or dislodging phenomena from one's awareness that are either directly harmful, painful, degrading, uh, obsessive and um, addictive, uh, or behaviour that's just mental behaviour that's just irrelevant, you know, speculation and so forth. Hindrances in fact. Dislodging them. And then what's left is the mind is therefore unified, settles deepens and experiences the freedom that comes from having distractive uh, negative behavior occurring as the mind feels happy bright piti sukha there's a certain joyful zest and a sense of comfort and uh, and contentment piti sukha it says when you got this you've really developed the first solid basis of meditation jhana.
Now, how you want to deal with the technicalities of this terminology, but you probably would all recognise that these hindrances do occur. Ill will. This means a sense of uh, negativity towards oneself, towards others, and there's generally reasons for that. You know, but, but it's it's extremely poisonous experience. Uh, it could be you know, direct criticism, resentment, jealousy, rancor, guilt, self-criticism. All these things are the sickness of the will. The will is bent in this negative, destructive way. Um, who wants that? Why do we do it? It's, uh, it's not something one chooses. Something almost embedded reflex of ill will. And the Buddha's saying, well, you know, if, if you people, group of bandits catch you at the crossroads and cut you up, cut your legs off with saws, you know, with a saw or an axe or something, still you should not experience ill will if you're really in practicing. Which you might think is a tall order. <laughs> it might be because it's clearly this is a, a kind of a, a very powerful statement. But you'd probably also recognize that experiencing ill will at the time is of no purpose whatsoever. You know, it's not going to bring your legs back. Um, if they've tied you down, what's the point? It's a useless piece of, of mental behavior. And uh, it's bad enough having your legs cut off in the first place, but experiencing hatred at the same time makes it doubly worse. It says there's something you can do about that. This is clearly just a, a fable or an analogy. And mostly we experience ill will through uh, ill will because of the weather. You can feel fed up, disappointed. You can pick up the media and feel ill will about something you're reading somebody did in 500 miles away. What good does that do you? Do you have a choice? Do you find yourself getting helplessly worked up about things? This is the point. These hindrances are not uh, chosen. <laughs> Uh, and yet, um, so you can say they're, they're kind of embedded. And I would say uh, they're embedded, and I would say they're also embodied. They become habitual reflexes because the impact of that which we find challenging, confusing, and so forth, the response to that is that to, to experience contracted, frustrated state where ill will begins to manifest psychologically. Craving, sense, desire, how good is that? If we're honest about it, you know, um, gratifying the, the, the senses one day uh, doesn't give you lasting happiness. It's insatiable. And it's a particular piece of embedded psychology that's so prevalent that, of course, most of the um, consumer world is targeting that, targeting to touch that in us which wants to feel better through having something. Doesn't mean you can't experience appreciation of beauty and so forth and admiration, but to have this feverish longing for it. Uh, that can of course, people can get 
uh, addictive behaviours around, well, you know, food, drink, media, sex, uh, and so forth. Can't get enough, and yet it doesn't satisfy sense desire. Why do that? You know, someone who's addicted does not have a choice, or the choice seems rather remote. They've really got to do some work because it's become embedded, psychologically embedded. And I would suggest that anything that's psychologically embedded gets physiologically embedded. One of the other hindrances, uh, sloth, torpor, apathy. Apathy and lethargy can't be bothered. doesn't mean you're tired. Um, it means this can't be bothered stagnant state, which you can experience through the loss of vitality, loss of power, you know, impotence. What's the point? We become um, dumb, dumbed down, no initiative, um, gloomy, lazy, uh, lack of freshness of perspective. Um, who wants that? Do you have a choice? What's the point? Can't be bothered after all. Well, where does that vitality get restored? And certainly, you know, you don't feel lethargy when you're um, joyful. And you feel joyful when your heart is bright, and your heart is bright when your body feels comfortable and open and alive. Restlessness, fidgety, got to do this, got to do that, got to keep going, this kind of thing. Uh, you can never rest, you've always got to do the next thing. Um, this is very much, again, quite encouraged by the work ethic. You know, keep doing more and more and more. So this gets embedded. You know, the, you can see the the stereotype of the, you know, rice farmer sits back, looks at watching the rice grow. <laughs> I don't think it did, but you know that that's the, that's the image you have, don't you, of the Pacific Islanders sitting looking at the sea, maybe picking a pineapple off a tree or something like that, just comfortable, relaxed, and yet the with perhaps very little in terms of material resources. City dweller, frankly, doing this and that and this and that, and they've got to switch on the television, look at the Netflix, da -da 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 -da, to keep something popping, going. And there's plenty of stuff to keep you going on. So the mind never collects into itself. It's always seeking vitality and comfort from something outside. So it's restless. Uh, doubt, lack of confidence. This one clearly, you know, um, helplessness, can't do it. Comparing oneself in a negative way with others. She's so much smarter, he's so much quicker, she's stronger, he's, he's more comfortable than I am, something wrong with me. So we're looking out. So you get cosmetic people. People look good on the outside, they've done the performance, they've got the cosmetics, they've got the makeup, they've got the stature, they've got the language, everything's great, we're swinging along, uh, you know, it's all shell, varnish, 
and underneath is hollow because it's all been just stuck onto a hollow core or the empty state of a, of a deplenished chitta. And so these hindrances, which I would say are encouraged, uh, they don't talk about encouraging hindrances, but um, the, the secular materialist life does encourage it, which is the ethos that we're in. And remember, these are not just, these are not kind of evil, sinful, but they're diseases. And the extent to which they've taken over, so they do take over, they come in waves maybe. The chitta is not just bad or wrong, it's actually depleted. This is why the step towards it has to be to replenish and feed and nourish the chitta. You can't say criticising it because it's got ill will or, or slapping it around telling it not to be jealous. Yeah? or accusing it of being a, a crazy addict because you've had three donuts today and maybe you shouldn't have had, maybe you shouldn't, you shouldn't. But just adding more criticism and despond and cutting away confidence in oneself through having a critical negative attitude towards the hindrances is, is making it much worse point comes when one actually doesn't bother, don't want to meditate anymore because you don't want to, you don't want any more punishment from your critical mind <laughs> or to feel failure because you haven't developed this state or another or you haven't got samadhi or you can't concentrate or you you never get enlightened anyway so why bother so what i'm talking about is replenishing the chitta the heart mind so that there's less traction, less room, less access for the hindrances to get hold of. A happy mind, a joyful mind, a firm, grounded mind, it doesn't pick up ill will. And if we can know this quality, um, I think this is what the Buddha was talking about when he says, I can experience the four jhanas when I'm walking, standing or reclining. Um, when we experience that quality, the results of that quality, then um, we can be in the world of conflicting conditions without internalizing them. Yeah.